Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone. Just before we begin this episode, I'd just like to say you can get a free audiobook from audible.com and you can do it by going to audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke. Okay. They've got like hundreds of thousands of top audiobooks read out by professional actors. They're really good. All right. They're much better than those free ones that you can get because the free ones. That the actors are not professionals. They're so boringly read out. But on audible.com, they're really well read out by professional actors. Some of them are famous people. Um, audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke. You can get a free one there. Okay. Right. Now, let's get started with this new episode. Here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. This is actually the second part of a little two-part episode uh, in which I'm just kind of going through a little... I say little. It's actually a bit long. Uh, I'm going through a... Uh, an ad- I'm going... Oh, <laughs> oh, I could start recording this this intro again. But you know what? I'm not going to because I'm just going to keep going. So what's going on? All right. This is the second part of a two-part episode. In the first one... I decided that I would just make up a little agenda. I say little, it's actually quite a long agenda. Uh, Just 10 points, 11 points. Um, What's in the agenda? Well, it's just stuff that was um, on my mind and that I thought that I would talk to you about. And uh, the agenda covers various things that are either in the news or trending in the UK or just in my life at the moment. So a few stories, a few uh, bits of news and some anecdotes and stuff. In the first part, uh, I talked to you a little bit about the UK political situation. So an update about English politics or British politics. Um, And that included the whole story of David Cameron and the pig, Um, the the story about the fact that the allegation that David Cameron, in fact, uh, was involved in some kind of sex act with a dead pig. Uh, if you want to know about that, and I'm quite serious, it's not some sort of joke or anything. Apparently, he did do it with a dead pig, uh, our prime minister. If you want to know about that, go back to the previous episode. Other things I talked to you about were a couple of stories, one of one of them about... Um, uh, uh, a, a, a horrendous stand-up gig that I did years ago. Uh, and also, I talked to you about Ronnie Pickering. Um, who is Ronnie Pickering? That's the question that's been going around the internet recently after a video went viral um, of uh, a, an English guy um, involved in a road rage incident with a man who thought that everyone in the world should know who he is already. Uh, who is he? He's Ronnie Pickering. 
You're still none the wiser? Well, neither am I. In fact, the rest of uh, the country didn't know who the hell Ronnie Pickering was either. Uh, so if you want to find out about Ronnie Pickering and, and what this is all about, then go to the previous episode. Also, I, to- um, I, told, I told you about a comedy show that uh, I'm currently doing with Paul Taylor every Thursday um, called Sorry, We're English. So if you want the details, go to the previous episode and have a listen to that. Now, in this one, we're going to carry on. I'm going through the rest of the agenda uh, for this sort of, I guess, some sort of meeting that I've uh, arranged here where I have decided to tell you various things that uh, are on my mind. And in this uh, second part, uh, I'm going to tell you a bit about a trip to the dentist that I had recently in Paris. And also, I'm going to get a bit excited about Star Wars Episode Seven, the new Star Wars film, which is coming out in just a couple of months. Uh, I'm also going to give you some podcast uh, and music recommendations um, and also talk to you a bit about a possible new jingle that I would like to have on the podcast soon. And then um, about the, the fact that um, I live near a bit of a rock star called Jarvis Cocker. And I'd like to get him on the podcast, but I don't know how. So I need your advice. That's the kind of thing you're going to get in this episode. Um, I'm not really teaching you any specific language, although, of course, you get the usual uh, language content just naturally occurring in the episode. Uh, But um, there's certainly quite a lot of cultural stuff you heard in the first one, a bit of politics, a bit of um, just Uh, modern, everyday, popular culture uh, from the UK. That's what you're going to get in this episode. So let's carry on. And now I'm going to tell you about um, a dentist experience that I had recently. All right, so here we go. So recently I went to the dentist in Paris, and it was probably one of the most horrific dentist uh, appointments that I've ever had in my life. Now, normally I'm okay about the dentist. I know that some people get a bit nervous before they go to the dentist, but I'm generally all right with it. And we've got a dentist here who um, is a friend of my wife's. Okay. So, you know, we trust her. Now, actually, it's the first time that I'd been to this dentist and the first time that I'd been to the dentist in something like 10 years. And so I was a bit worried. I was thinking, oh God, how many fillings is she going to find? Fillings are like little cavities. Well, actually cavities. How many cavities is she going to find? Cavities, little holes in your teeth that are caused maybe by sugar or something. And I thought, oh, maybe I haven't been to the dentist for a long time. She might find some cavities. I might need to have a filling. That's when they fill the cavity. So I went in uh, to the dentist on my own because my wife was late. And I went in and uh, it was a different dentist, okay? So it was a, a substitute dentist. For some reason, the normal dentist wasn't there and we had a substitute dentist. And she was really weird. She was like really strange. She she had loads of plastic surgery, first of all. So I couldn't tell how old she was. She was like sort of almost like a vampire or something. Like all this plastic surgery, which made her face all solid. And so it was like weird, like she was wearing a mask or something. <laughs> so she's kind of a bit of a strange person to, to see when I was expecting someone else. Anyway, I lay down on the chair and she started working on my teeth and... She was like really, really rough, really, really rough. She started to clean my teeth. And you know they use um, like a special cleaning device for your teeth. It's like a needle, a sharp needle that also squirts water or cleaning fluid at really high uh, speed. You know that thing? It's so horrible. And it makes a really high-pitched scratching. 
kind of sound sound and and it's really sharp and they she rubs it all over your teeth and um this woman was so kind of um, so rough with me that she was scraping against my teeth and it was screeching in my ears and um she kept she kept scratching my gums with it and it was incredibly painful i was lying there and her assistant was trying to like you know they have that weird like hoover vacuum cleaner thing that they squeak stick in your mouth the that thing which is meant to like you know pull away all the saliva or or whatever from out of your mouth so it helps to keep your mouth dry she didn't know what she was doing either so my mouth kept filling up with with my own saliva it was really horrible and i kept having to swallow it but i couldn't close my mouth Imagine like having your mouth open like that and having to swallow at the same time. So like, like this. And uh, while, she, while this, this uh, it was like some sort of medieval torture. She was having a go at my teeth and my gums like this. And I was like, like that. And I, and I, you know, I was like writhing. My legs were, were struggling on the chair and I, my body was writhing in pain. Um, and, um, so during this torture, uh, the dentist kept talking about, uh, the English, which was, um, uh, a, a real pleasure. And I say that with total sarcasm. So as well as the physical pain I was experiencing, I was also experiencing the sort of emotional pain of having to listen to her talking about, uh, my country's people. So she was saying all these things like, oh yes, English people have got, you know, very strangely shaped mouths. Uh, uh, so this this was her, her nice comforting conversation that she was saying, t- not to me, she was saying it to her assistant while I was there. So I felt like a sort of animal, a trapped animal. And she was saying, English people have got very strange shaped mouths. Their teeth uh, stick out at a different angle and the shape of the alveolar ridge is different to, to other uh, other people. Now, maybe she's got a point, all right? Maybe she's got a point that maybe the, the structure of our, our mouths and our teeth is slightly different because of, you know, the way we pronounce things. You know, we we do have contact with our tongue and our front teeth a bit more when we make those th, the, the, uh, th and the sounds in particular. Th and the, the tongue presses against the teeth a little bit. So maybe it does force the teeth forward slightly in t- over time. But just the nature, the level of sort of cultural insensitive, cultural insensitivity that I was experiencing was it was just like a bit too much to take, really, combined with the physical pain. And also she was saying things like this. English people don't like to have their teeth cleaned. What? English people don't like to have their teeth cleaned. Really? Uh, like, I wonder, first of all, how many English people she's met. And also, what other people love to have their teeth cleaned in this way as well. So um, that, that, was, that was a pretty weird experience. And so when I finished, um, I, I leant forward. And, you know, they have like a little sort of trough next to the chair, like uh, with water running around it. And you meant to like wash your mouth in it. So I, I, I washed out my mouth and it was just red. I just spat blood into the into the sink. I mean, it, it it was like I'd been beaten up. It's like I'd been punched in the face by this dentist. Um, I mean, my teeth are clean, fair enough, but also bleeding from the gums. And that evening I looked in the mirror and there was like, you know, my teeth were injured. They were cut. They were, they were not my teeth, my gums were damaged and bleeding. Um, and so I, <laughs> I kind of emerged from the chair sort of emotionally and physically shocked 
uh, with my mouth bleeding from my gums. I could taste the blood in my mouth. And then at that point, my wife arrived and she was like, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. She took one look at me and I must have looked like white, like a ghost, you know. Um, and I smiled at her, revealing the blood in my in my mouth. And she then turned to look at the dentist and noticed it was this other weird dentist. And you should have seen her face. Her face went white as well. She went white like a sheet. And I was like, it's your turn. And of course, she then went through the exact same thing, but without the racism. Okay. Um, she just went through the same physical uh, uh, pain. And I, I got to watch my wife writhing and twisting on the dentist's chair. And then, of course, she emerged with with bleeding gums as well. And we both sat there sort of suffering from uh, post-traumatic stress disorder as the dentist continued to talk to us and, you know, we paid our bill and everything. But blimey, what an experience. That was my first experience at a French dentist. I hope it's going to be better next time. Uh, Have you ever had an experience like that uh, at the dentist where you you got sort of, uh, you know, a bit of rough treatment? Just tell me about it in the comments section. I want to know about your dentist stories, okay? Okay, so that was point five. Let's move on to point number six. And what is it? Well, it's Star Wars time. So you know I'm a big Star Wars fan, right? I mean, I'm Luke. I'm Luke Skywalker, after all, um, as you might know. Um, The seventh Star Wars film is coming out later this year. I did an episode about Star Wars uh, not long ago but I'm just excited, okay? I'm just, I'm excited about Star Wars. You're listening now to the, um, the soundtrack to the second teaser trailer for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. And it opens there with uh, the shot of Tatooine, which is the desert planet where Luke Skywalker lived. Um, and um, you see uh, a huge star destroyer crashed on the surface of the planet. So it's already establishing the idea that this is the aftermath of uh, episode six, where the the empire was destroyed, so you see a lot of crashed spaceships and de- general destru- destruction, the end of the empire. Uh, but it seems that um, the empire is not completely finished because there are still sort of generally imperial-looking bad guys around. Uh, but there's cr- crash star destroyer, and then we hear the, the voice. Is strong in my family. All right, then we hear the voice of Luke Skywalker, um, and here he is. The force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. You have that power too. Wow, it's pretty exciting. If you're a Star Wars fan anyway, it's pretty exciting. But that's not the end of the trailer, because at the end, you get a bit of this. Chewie, we're home. (laughs) 
So that there at the end was uh, Harrison Ford as uh, Han Solo going, Chewie, we're home. So you get actually get to see Han Solo again and Chewbacca. Um, so, okay, you know I'm a big Star Wars geek. I don't know if you are too, but I am excited about this. Um, and uh, the prequel trilogy, of course, you know, the, the other ones that we had a few years ago were crap, weren't they? They were rubbish. Um, but it looks like these ones are going to be okay. I hope so. So basically, I can hardly contain my excitement. I just wanted to tell you, I'm really excited about the new Star Wars films. Uh, but I am honestly attempting to avoid the hype. You know, um, usually before a big movie comes out, there's lots of hype and you get lots of videos released on YouTube with, you know, lots of sort of behind the scenes footage. And also lots of people start talking about it. They start speculating on the plot. Maybe some of the details of the the, the story will be revealed. You know, they might be leaked uh, to the press. Um, well, I'm actually trying to avoid all that stuff because um, I don't want to spoil it. Because sometimes when I get caught up in the hype, it kind of spoils the movie when I actually see it. For example, if I expect too much, then probably my expectations are not going to be met. So what I need to do really is not get excited. Try not to um, watch too many of the videos and stuff online. Try not to think about it at all and just go into the cinema in December and just watch it fresh. And then hopefully it'll be a pleasant surprise. Because I saw, what was the film that Ridley Scott did? Uh, Prometheus. You know about Prometheus? It was, um, it's basically a kind of a, a prequel film to the Alien series. Um, and um, I'm a big fan of the Alien series. I think it's brilliant, particularly Alien, the original one. And Prometheus is a prequel to that. And I, before that came out, I got fully excited. I watched all the previews. I read everything I could find about Prometheus and I got really sucked into it. All of the interviews with Ridley Scott and the cast members and everything, I got totally sucked into it. I got completely caught up in the hype. Um, and then when I actually watched the film, it was a bit of a disappointment. I thought it was ridiculous. It was really stupid. You know, it was like really dumb, a terrible script and some really idiotic moments. Sure, the, you know, the visuals were great, but the storyline and the script were disappointing. Um, and so I think that it, it, it was more disappointing because I expected so much. So I'm not going to let that happen this time with Star Wars Episode 7. Um, although I have to say that I'm getting a bit excited. And just watching that trailer, I actually get like uh, sh- sort of uh, shivers down my spine. It's a bit sad, isn't it, really? But, um, you know, it's it's just a bit of fun. Uh, so anyway, I can hardly wait for the new uh, Star Wars episodes to come out. And I, I can't help speculating about what's going to happen. Who are the characters going to be? Uh, to what extent will Luke Skywalker be involved in this? Who's the bad guy? There, there seems to be several bad guys in the trailer. There's a, a a guy in a cape, a black cape with a mask on. He looks a bit like Darth Vader. He's got a red lightsaber, but it looks like a different kind of lightsaber. Um, there's another bad guy who looks like a silver stormtrooper with a with a cape over his shoulder. Uh, he looks like an interesting character. Uh, also, uh, there are some you know other good guys. There's a young sort of girl. She looks like she could be maybe. Um, uh, Princess Leia's daughter. Uh, there's there's uh, another guy who looks like he might be escaping from the Empire, and he lands on the on the planet, and he hooks up with uh, Princess Leia's daughter. There's a new robot that looks amazing, and it's it's like a it looks a bit like R two D two, but he's a he's basically a ball with a, a robot's head on the top, 
And it's really cool because it's not graphics. It's not computer-generated imagery. It's actually a genuine working uh, model. And so it's it's really cool because it's a ball that rolls around and somehow floating on the top is the head of this droid. And it makes these cool noises and stuff. Um, so a genuine model, it's amazing. And in fact, they've released a toy version of it. It's called BB-8, I think. And there's a toy that you can buy and you control it with your phone via Bluetooth. And it's a little ball that rolls around with a head that stays on the top even as the ball rolls. And it can perform different functions and stuff. All right. Okay, I'm getting too excited. I'm going to chill out. I'm going to calm down. It's just Star Wars. It's only a movie. Okay, fine. So, point seven on this uh, made-up agenda. Um, I wanted to tell you about another podcast. Obviously, you get everything you could possibly want from Luke's English podcast. Of course you do. But um, just in case you wanted to check out some others, then from time to time, I like to recommend some some other podcasts. Now, um, this is a podcast that I listen to just for pleasure. It's not about learning English. It's just an entertainment podcast. And it's by a guy called Adam Buxton. I've talked about Adam and Joe on this podcast before. In fact, when I did an episode recently called OPP, Other People's Podcasts, one of the podcasts that I, I, I talked about was called The Adam and Joe Show. That's now finished. And, and Joe Cornish now directs movies. In fact, he directed a movie called Attack the Block, which stars an actor who is going to be in the new Star Wars film. So there's the connection. Uh, But Adam um, is still podcasting on his own. And recently, he started up his own podcast. And I just really like Adam Buxton. I think he's a really interesting character. And he's, he's sort of very influential for me because the Adam and Joe podcast is something that I listen to a lot and it sort of inspired me to do my own podcast. Um, so Adam is now podcasting again and there are now four episodes and most of them are, feature conversations between him and other people that he knows. And they're usually interesting people. The first one involves a conversation with a documentary filmmaker called Louis Theroux. Louis Theroux is brilliant and I really suggest that you check out Louis Theroux's documentaries on YouTube. They're really great because Louis is like a really sort of um, unassuming guy. He's like this slightly awkward, uh, geeky looking English guy. And what he does is he goes into these communities, often quite extreme communities, maybe a community of like neo-Nazis or a community of Scientologists or a community of um, sort of uh, religious extremists or something. And he kind of fairly innocently uh, gets to know them and talks to them and in that process reveals all of the interesting parts of their personalities. And so that's that's Louis Theroux. And Adam speaks to Louis in this episode and it's, it's really good. And episode two, he talks to a musician Episode three is really fun because he talks about that uh, he kind of gives you a diary account of what it's like when you catch a cold. And he goes through all the phases of uh, the experience when you catch a cold, you know, like the, the first tickle at the back of your throat, which develops into the aches and pains and those weird nights of, of uh, where you can't sleep and you have weird dreams and uh, you have a fever and... Basically, it's very humorous and very charming uh, and really nice to listen to. So I suggest you go out and listen to the Adam Buxton podcast and there will be a link on the page for this episode. Oh, yeah, I need to tell you about um, one of the UK's favourite books, don't I? Yes, I do. That's not on my agenda, but I I must do it. So, um, yeah, recently I've been telling you about the UK's favourite books and it's been a while since I told you about uh, one of these. I think the wedding episode was the last one. Uh, And so in a a sort of... um, 
honestly, as a as a way to try and um, encourage you to check out audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke, where you can get free audio books, or at least one at the beginning. Um, I'm just suggesting some books that you might want to check out, and all of these are available as audio books. So, uh, number 11 in the list of uh, the UK's favourite books is Catch-22 by Joseph Heller. Catch-22. So Catch-22 is set in the closing months of World War II in an American bomber squadron on a small island off Italy. And the hero of the story is a bombardier named Yossarian. So he basically flies um, uh, uh, bombing raids in air airplanes in Italy and other parts of Europe during the Second World War. And Yossarian is kind of frantic and furious because thousands of people that he's never even met keep trying to kill him. So basically, he's kind of like insane because he's stuck in the middle of a war. And so this is really his story. The book is about the madness and the irony of war. And in fact, the expression catch-22, as you may know, is now a frequently occurring expression in the English language. And this book is the origin of that term, catch-22. Catch-22 means a situation in which both options, in which when you have two options, but both options are equally bad. And so in the end, you've got no option, really. For example, um, for example, you might say, I don't know what to do about this class that I'm teaching. At, at school. I mean, they just don't seem to care and they're not speaking enough. And if I get angry with them, right, if, if I get angry with them and, and discipline them, then they'll just get shy and they won't speak. But on the other hand, if I'm just too easygoing with them, then they'll take advantage of me and then they'll be lazy and they won't do anything. So I can't win. It's catch 22. Um, all right. Or another example would be in order to get a bank account, You need an address, right? But in order to get an an address, I need a bank account. I can't get an address. I can't rent a place if I don't have a bank account. And I can't get a bank account if I don't have an address. So it's Catch-22. Or it's life in France, in fact. Um, So Catch-22 means a dilemma or difficult circumstance from which there is no escape because of mutually conflicting or dependent conditions. Okay, so in the book, uh, the catch-22 comes from uh, this situation. And uh, Yossarian doesn't want to fly. He doesn't want to go on any bombing missions. Uh, so he decides to pretend to be insane. So he goes to the psychologist um, and he says to him, I can't fly. And the psychiatrist says, well, why not? And he says, well, it's just, it's driving me insane. Okay, I can't take it anymore. I think I'm losing my mind. I'm not well. Please let me go to the hospital. I can't fly. And the doctor says, well, that's a perfectly reasonable response. You know, it's true. This is madness. You know, you're likely to get killed up there. It's crazy. So really, any reasonable person would react like that. So you're perfectly sane. You're fine. So keep flying. Goodbye. So uh, you're pretending to be insane apparently doesn't work for Yossarian. So he tries a different tactic, uh, pretending instead to be completely sane. So he goes back to the psychiatrist and he says, right, I'm ready to fly. In fact, I love it. I I love bombing people and I can't wait to get back up there. And he's expecting the psychiatrist to pronounce him insane because, you know, he said it himself. Fear of war is completely reasonable. Um, And if he shows no fear, then they'll think that he's lost his mind and they'll send him to the hospital. And instead, of course, the doctor says, oh, you're not you're not scared of flying. 
Fantastic. Great. Carry on. So you can see it's Catch-22. He's stuck in that situation. So the book is consistently named as one of the nation's most popular and is still very relevant today. The message is still completely relevant today. Um, And on Audible, the book normally costs $30, uh, but you can get it free or in fact any other book by signing up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash teacherluke. And it's only going to be free if you sign up for that trial using that particular code, audibletrial.com forward slash teacherluke. Or you can just click one of the buttons on my website that says Audible, okay? You can download any audiobook free, and if you don't like the service, you can cancel, you pay nothing, and you can keep the audiobook and Bob's your uncle. Okay, right, so that's the little bit of publicity done. And now I'd like to move on to just talk about some of the music that's been in my headphones recently. So I just want to tell you about some of the the music that I just can't get enough of. Um, So uh, let's see, where are we going to begin? Well, one of the first ones is a book, uh, a book, a song that was uh, recommended to me by my friend Neil Waters. Uh, Neil was on an episode of this uh, podcast once. I didn't manage to get a recording from him, but... um, the the song is called a, a simple design, um, and it's called it's a simple design by the Wan McLean, uh, the Wan McLean, a simple design, and I'm going to play a bit of it to you now. It's just really infectious, modern kind of disco track with nice little fat synthesizer noises and a sort of positive feel to it. So the song is all about trying to find the right kind of code for your life, struggling to find the best way to live, okay? And, um, and you know, maybe the best thing is just to find a simple design. So there you go, the Wan McLean, a simple design. I'll put a link to it on the web page, the site for this episode um, at teacherloop.co.uk. So that's the first one. The other uh, song, the second song that's been in my brain uh, of late is uh, a track by The Who. And we, we heard a little bit of it earlier on, but um, I, I actually downloaded the audiobook of Pete Townsend's um, book, his book. Uh, his autobiography, which is called um, Who I Am. Pete Townsend, the guitarist from The Who. Amazing sort of um, figure in British music. And, you know, he started in the mid-60s. They're still going now. And this is a track from, I think, 1978. And it's one of The Who's classic tracks. It's called Who Are You? And uh, this is it. I just really love it. Thank you. 
Actually, there's a video for this, which I'm going to put on the webpage. Because you get to see the guys in the band. They're hilarious. Just really eccentric and very funny and also great musicians. You've got Roger Daltrey on vocals, Pete Townsend on guitar, John Entwistle on bass, and of course the legendary Keith Moon on the drums. You've got to see the video. Okay, that's as much as I'm going to play. The Who, who are you? I mean, I could do a whole podcast about The Who because they're just an absolute legendary, uh, an absolutely legendary group, uh, particularly someone like Keith Moon. So yeah, I'm going to come back to the subjects of The Who in a later episode. Uh, what else? Something is something slightly more mellow. Um, and that is a track by um, a guy called, um, what's his name? Uh, Eric... Earl, uh, what's his name? Eric Erland. I think that's it. I'm just trying to find the track here on my uh, on my computer. Uh, no, okay, not Eric Erland. Uh, Erland Oye, and I, I sometimes confuse his name with uh, a guy that he collaborates with sometimes in a band called the Kings of Convenience, and the, the other guy's name is Eric. But anyway, this is Erland Oye, and he's um, Norwegian. Used to be and still is in uh, a two-man group called uh, the Kings of Convenience, which um, I just adore. And this is from uh, Erland's uh, solo album, and um, it, he's sort of chosen to make kind of reggae music, and uh, with just these nice songs, great musicianship, and some interesting lyrics. So I'm going to play a track called "Lies Become Part of Who You Are," which is an interesting sort of um, uh, message about the the importance of not lying, of telling the truth. Anyway, I'm going to play a little bit of, of it for you now so you just get an idea of what's been going through my headphones lately. One, two, three. Again, I'll put some sort of video for this the page for this episode so you can check it out download his album it's really good
so much easier Telling a lie can be Convenient, I know But like a bag You have to carry it around Like a phone You have to hold it in your hand Like a watch You have to wear it every day It becomes part of who you are. Okay, that's uh, Erland Oye, and the track is called Lies Become Part of Who You Are. Um, and uh, the album is called Legal, and uh, you can download it probably from iTunes, certainly from Amazon Music Player. And I strongly recommend you do because the whole album is like that. It's really mellow and nice, uh, lovely melodies great musicianship and also really interesting lyrics um next track and this is the penultimate one i'm going to play to you is um let's see wherever where have i got it where have i got it where have i got it it's here somewhere um so this is from uh, an album an old album that i used to listen to all the time and this is ronnie jordan and dj crush dj crush is japanese ronnie jordan uh is is from the u.s i believe and they collaborated together on an album in, what, 1992. And it was um, a, a mix of really wicked hip-hop and uh, jazz guitar. And one of the tracks that they did on that album was called So What, which is um, originally by Miles Davis. So this is their version of So What. And it's just brilliant. And it never goes old. It never, ever grows old for me. I'm always going to be able to listen to this whole album and this track in particular. Crush and Ronnie Jordan, so what? The album is called Bad Brothers. So DJ Crush and Ronnie, jo- Ronnie Jordan, Bad Brothers, and uh, that's the track, So What, which is which was kind of a hit at the time it was released. And the last one um, is, um, is a really interesting uh, sort of, uh, what, I suppose the sort of singer-songwriter uh, that I saw live recently in Paris. I went with my mate Sebastian Marks, who you know, and uh, we saw uh, a couple of people, and one of them was this this girl called Layla McCalla. Really interesting, because I think she's from New Orleans in the States. And um, so she kind of has a lot of that sort of New Orleans soul. Uh, it's like a bit of country, a bit of blues, a little bit of jazz, um, and that kind of Creole sort of flavor. And um, interesting, because she plays a cello, on stage either she plucks the cello with her fingers or or plays it with a bow and she's accompanied by someone on i think it was a bass clarinet uh whatever that is is that a, a tenor 
I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, a, a large clarinet with very nice bass sounds. I think that's a bass clarinet, but I'm not sure. Um, and also someone playing pedal steel guitar, which is that kind of Hawaiian style guitar or or get, uh, that kind of guitar sound that we associate with country music. And the, the three of them combine in a really beautiful way. This is uh, a track from uh, her album. I think it's the album is just called Layla McCalla. Hold on. Let me just have a little look. Um, what's the name of the album? Very Coloured Songs. Very Coloured Songs is the name of the album. And this is uh, the first track, and it's called Heart of Gold. I'm going to play a little bit of you, uh, of it to you so you can hear that nice pedal steel guitar coming in, and you just get a flavour of it. It's, it's really good, and I recommend the album. Okay, that's uh, so that's Layla McCalla. The track is called Heart of Gold, and it's from the album Very Coloured Songs. And uh, the whole album's like that. It's really, really nice. Okay, so that was point eight, some music that I've been listening to recently that I just wanted to share with you. Point number nine, jingle news, jingle news. So you know, of course, that my jingle uh, at the moment sounds like this. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Of course, you know that well, um, because I've been using it for the last 300 episodes. Um, And for a while, I've been thinking I'd like to update the jingle. I'd like to get something new. Um, So um, I've been just trying to find out ways of getting a new jingle. Now, on uh, an Apple Mac computer, you have all of these free jingles, which are royalty free. And there are loads of them. And, uh, you know, I've played lots of them to you on the podcast before. Uh, The one that I use um, is, I think it's called Chelsea Loft. Uh, let me just have a little look. Let me look there. Okay, Chelsea Loft is the one I choose. Oh, that's a bit loud. This is this is Chelsea Loft. We know it well. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. Luke's English Podcast is available free on the internet. Just bloody yada, 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 yada. You can get it and it's brilliant. And if you do, jobs are good at Bob's your uncle. Yeah, so, okay, that's... That's Chelsea Loft. Fine, that's been going pretty well for me over the last um, 300 episodes. But there are loads of other ones. I mean, you get this, this, for example, randomly chosen. 
You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. Somehow this sounds a lot more serious. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that that, that doesn't really work for me. Uh, other things like this. Nah, I don't know. I don't really like that kind of thing. This one is, uh, you might know this one already. Yeah. Right. That was the uh, the bank robbery thing. That's not really appropriate for an English language podcast, is it? Maybe if I was from a different part of the world. Anyway, you get the idea. And a lot of these, I mean, I like this one, actually. I love this one. This is good. Actually, the long version's better. Check this out. I would actually listen to this in my normal free time. I'm not sure I can use it on the podcast, though. Luke's English Podcast, real British English. Um, I don't know if I could use that every episode, but it's certainly fun. So basically, I, I'm, I've been looking for something outside of these Apple jingles because they've been used so many times on other podcasts and things that they're getting a bit cliche now. So I'd like to find something else. Now, I do have a friend who is a music producer. So I've asked him to try and come up with a few things and he's working on it at the moment. So I can't promise anything because who knows, in the end, we might not, you know, uh, uh, I might not be satisfied with what I get and stuff. But Basically, a new jingle is in the pipeline. And, and if you do hear a new jingle on the podcast soon, um, then it either it's the one I've chosen or it's just one of the ones that I'm thinking about. And I'd be interested in your response because, you know, I listen to other podcasts which have jingles as well. And usually what happens when they introduce a new jingle is the first time I hear it, I think, uh, no, I don't like it. I don't like the new jingle. You know, it's it's not right. But then after a little while, it grows on you and then it, you know, it firmly establishes itself as the new jingle. So if you do find something new, then, you know, um, it could be the new jingle or it could just be something I'm playing around with. Anyway, just a bit of news there. There, there may be a new jingle coming soon. Uh, number 10, and I realise I've been rambling on for far too long. Is this going to be like an hour and a half of podcast? Maybe, maybe, but there you go. Um, it's just impossible for me to keep these brief. But that's the point, isn't it? That's, as I've said many times before, that's kind of the point. I mean, why would you want it to be shorter? You want you want actually, you know, what's the problem? There's too much English? Is that the issue? I hope not. Anyway, um, point 10 in this 11-point list is just the name Jarvis Cocker. I've mentioned Jarvis Cocker before on Luke's English Podcast in that Other People's Podcast episode because he's a, a musician from the UK, from Sheffield, who does a podcast and a couple of podcasts on the BBC. Um, the one I recommended was called, um, uh, what was it called? Wireless Nights, where Jarvis Cocker talks about different subjects related to uh, midnight themes and it's mysterious and curious and interesting. Um, well, I, I sort of fairly recently discovered that Jarvis Cocker who's this pop star from the UK. He lives two doors away from me here in Paris. He's my neighbour. Not my next-door neighbour, but just the door after my next-door neighbour. And I keep seeing him in the neighbourhood. I see him, you know, I was like in the cafe recently, and I saw him, he came into the cafe, and I was like, oh my God, it's Jarvis Cocker, it's Jarvis. 
And, um, I, you know, I, I was a bit shy, but I've been thinking, I really, first of all, I really would like to meet him and just say hello to him because he's quite famous and I think he's cool. And secondly, it would be amazing if I got him on my podcast. So um, that would be brilliant. And I'm just trying to find a way of doing that. It would be cool to have him on the podcast for, let's say, three reasons. First reason, he's brilliant. He's really interesting and really uh, knowledgeable and uh, humorous, and he would just be a great guest. Secondly, um, I'm sure he would have lots and lots of stories to tell, and I'd love to ask him lots of questions about the things he's done and the things he's seen. And thirdly, he's got this fantastic Sheffield accent, this beautiful Yorkshire accent, and I haven't had... Uh, an accent like that on the podcast before and I like to play you different accents so I'd love to get him on the podcast for those reasons but how how am I going to do it I'm worried that if I just go up to him randomly in the street hello Jarvis hi my name's Luke Uh, I'm a big fan of yours come on my podcast he's going to want to run away you know I don't want to freak him out or anything so I'm just trying to find I'm just wondering what the best approach would be maybe I should sort of go hey uh, Jarvis I've seen you around uh, see you go to the same coffee shop as me um, and then try and strike up some kind of friendship with him and then make friends with him and then after like months and say oh by the way I'm, you know, I've kind of got this podcast I thought maybe uh, maybe you might want to come on the podcast sometime and see what happens but it's very difficult because I'm sure that I mean, why would he want to be on my podcast? I suppose he would reach a, a more international audience. Maybe that's the thing. But he's already got his own radio shows in the UK. So it's not like he's desperate to kind of be on the radio or something. He's already doing it. Um, so I'm wondering what would be the best approach um, to to get Jarvis on the podcast? Um and um, just in case you don't know who he is, he was in a band that was probably at its most famous in the 90s. The band was called Pulp, and they did um, sort of Britpop, basically. They were one of the flagship Britpop bands. There was Blur, there was Oasis, and then there was uh, Pulp as well. Um, one of their most famous songs is called Common People. It sounds like this. Have you ever heard this before? It's got very witty lyrics. It's about um, how Jarvis met this girl and she um, he sort of chatted her up. It's, it's very witty, basically. She came from Greece, she had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's what I caught her eye. She told me that the damp was loaded. I said, in that case, I'm a rumor. She said, I want to live like common people I want to do whatever common people do want to sleep with common people I want to sleep with common people like you What else could I do? I said, oh, I'll see what I can do All right, so that's common people, the beginning of it anyway. I don't know, maybe I should go up to Jarvis and say, Jarvis, um, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people as well. And I want you to be on my podcast. I wonder what he would do. Maybe he would say, well, I'll see what I can do. I wonder if he would do that. Um, So the ongoing story of of me attempting to get Jarvis Cocker on the podcast continues. Um, Give me your advice. What do you think is the right approach to 
persuade a um, a sort of fairly famous uh, British pop star who's got his own radio show and who lives near me in Paris. What what's the best way for me to persuade him to come on this podcast? What do you think? Um, send me your your ideas and any other responses that you have. So we finally got to point 11 in this 11 point agenda. And that's probably it, isn't it? In fact, that is point 11. It is just simply that that's probably it. I think it is this podcast has gone on rather too long. And I don't mean the the whole thing. I mean, just this episode, of course. Um, So that's it. That's been my, I guess, slightly self-indulgent episode number 301. I do hope you've um, managed to extract some some sort of value from it, either in terms of its entertainment value or its cultural uh, uh, educational value or its linguistic value or something like that. Some kind of value anyway. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to visit the webpage, uh, teacherloop.co.uk. This, I think, is episode 301. Uh, check it out. There are videos and links and other stuff like that. Uh, I will speak to you again soon. There'll be more episodes, proper ones, like where I actually kind of go into language and other subjects in more detail. But for now, that's it. All right. Speak to you again soon. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.